What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, an online fitness and an online business coach. And today I have the honor of having one of my uh, previous mastermind clients and just a freaking powerhouse of a human on here today. So Tam, what is up, girl? Welcome. If you want to introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Tamara. I am an online fitness and now business coach too, uh, which Kendall helped me with. But um, I live in Florida. I'm Venezuelan and Brazilian. I'm also a bikini competitor and I have a really cute dog. And that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Oh my gosh. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm really excited to just share um, your experiences and just kind of where you're at and, you know, your journey just from, you know, I guess evolving over time from fitness and now transitioning into business coaching as well, which is super freaking cool. So if you want to start off just kind of sharing, you know, what really got you into the space and into the fitness space and into the fitness industry and what that looked like. Yeah. So I became a fitness coach when I actually hired Lexi DeYoung, which is our friend now, um, as my first fitness coach. Basically, it was the whole thing, like the whole reason why I help women is because I just like lacked so much confidence in myself that it bled into every aspect of my life. Like I didn't want to hang out with my friends. I wore like the same outfit over and over again because I just, that was the only thing I felt comfortable in. And I would say no to pool parties and no to going to the beach because I didn't want to be in a bathing suit in front of people. I was just really insecure and it was affecting my life in every aspect, like business, relationships, my own like self-love was non-existent. So, um, through, so I hired a coach because I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like I always thought that I had to be hung. Like I, I literally thought I had to go to bed hungry in order to see results. Like that was something that I would tell myself over and over again. Like, if you're not hungry, it's not working. That was like one of my mantras, um, which is so messed up. And, um, I was just like, okay, this has got to stop. I actually fell into like binge eating not not super extreme at the time but it was like I would come home from work and I'd eat an entire like box of granola and you know I wasn't to the point where I was like eating stuff picking it off the trash but or you know or off the floor but it was like to the point where I was uncomfortable and I would just start restricting and binging or restricting and binging um so I hired Lexi she helped me make progress kind of helped me learn about macros and just like the beauty of how you can actually eat more and see results and lift weights and not do a shit ton of cardio. And that just like really resonated with me. And, um, I kind of shared my journey on, you'll think this is funny. I used to post on my private Instagram stories for like close friends only. (laughs) Yeah. I would just like, basically like how I talk on my stories now publicly, I would do that for my friends only. And I would like talk about my fitness journey and things like that. I'd be like, when your coach bumps your food and you lose two pounds, like shit like that. And, and my friends started like asking like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, what's the deal with that? So then I started coaching my friends and then, um, I just really saw that I had a passion for it and I was actually good at it. Like I, I wasn't certified at all either. Like I was just coaching my friends for super cheap on the side while I did my full-time job, which I hated. And then long story short, one day I was like, okay, you know what? Like if Lexi can do this, I can do it. Like I see other fitness coaches making this a full-time job. Why the fuck can I not do it? So I went and I hired my first business coach, which was not Kendall. And we were going to talk about that later and the contrasting differences, but, um, but yeah, and then I just went for it and 
like, I think three months into my first business coach, I actually ended up going full-time. So it was freaking awesome. It's so incredible, dude. And it's so funny as Lex and Melissa just joined the mastermind last week. So it's so crazy. Right. I know. Like, it's so crazy. What a small world. Um, But it just goes to show you, like, no matter how much you think you might be like the small fish in a big pond, like you have the potential and you can, you can make it happen, you know? And I think that's the most important thing to think about. And I think that's the coolest part is like, I actually talked about this with Megan Hayes, who's in our mastermind on the, on a podcast yesterday about how, like one of the most important ways I think to learn as a coach online is by hiring a coach first yourself. And I think honestly, like what inspires most people, like when I signed up with my first coach, I was like, okay, this is teaching me so much. Like I was already coaching, but I was like, this truly shows me like going through this transformation. Like this is what I want to be doing, you know? And I think that's so cool that you found the inspiration from that. And you're also just like, okay, well, if this person can do it, like I can work my ass off and get there too, you know? And, um, one thing I love and admire about you too, is just like how much you put out, like just incredible content and how much you're just like a go-getter and, um, you know, always like putting out to just continue to bring in like new people, but also just like have the most controversial and funny content literally I've seen out there. I think it's, it's so cool too, just like having the humility to like make that investment in yourself because it's hard when you're like in not in a, in a great place, you know, asking for help is like one of the hardest things to do, you know? So I would love to kind of highlight just, I know, obviously you started with, um, a business coach prior to working with us at ECA and the mastermind. So I would love to kind of dive into just like your business's progression from when you kind of started with us and man, we had, we hit some bumps in there. We got over some bumps in there and, you know, now you're obviously crushing with business. So if you want to talk a little bit about like your experience and just where you started off with us and kind of where your headspace was at. Yeah. So I think when I started with my first coach, she had a very different approach to everything. I think it, and I don't regret working with her. I definitely loved that I worked with you after, because I think you were a lot more for my niche, whereas she was a coach for dietitians and I'm not a dietitian. Um, but she really helped me learn a lot about Instagram and marketing and how to put yourself out there, how to really target the pain points of your niche and all that stuff. So she helped me do that. And literally I shit you not for the first nine months of me being a full-time business owner, I did zero DM outreach. It was all inbound leads, which is kind of cool to know that like I could do it that way. You know, it's definitely not optimal. Like I now, now that Kendall helped me through like DM outreaching, I, I realized how many leads I probably left on the table. Um, and it's been a huge game changer doing DM outreach, but I think it was a really good learning experience to like focus only on inbound leads because it helped me just like specify my marketing and my branding and um, really targeting the pain points of my ideal clients so that everyone came to me. Um, now I rarely have inbound leads because I feel like I get to them first, right? right. <laughs> um, no, which, is, which is an awesome like thing to do. But, but yeah, when I started with you, then I had kind of reached a point of burnout because another thing about my previous coach is like, she was very much like, show up on your stories every damn day, post every day. Like you have to do this all the time, like work, work, work no breaks. Like, and that's another thing that like, I teach my, my fitness clients is like, that's a really good way to burn out. And it happened with business too. Um, so I was like at a low point and I with with you and then I hired you and I was like, okay, like I, it took a little while. Cause before when I hired you, I was still doing group coaching as like my main thing instead of of one-on-one. Um, and so I was hesitant to like, 
uproot and change everything. And I remember you gave me time, like you were like, you know, take your time. Like we don't have to switch everything now, but like the way you were showing me the things, I was just like, you know what? I hired her. Like I need a list of her. So, um, <laughs> so then I changed basically discontinued group coaching for now. Maybe I'll bring it back as like a downsell in the future, but, um, but yeah. And then I, we started implementing DM outreach that like in and of itself boosted my income by a ton. Um, and then before, when I hired you, it was just me. Now I have four people on my team. So it's really, really fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it's so cool to see and like watch how you just took everything. You know, it's one of those things where like you have to meet your clients in the middle, just like for fitness coaching, where it's like, you know, you want to be accommodating. It's like you've built this whole business and now it's like you have to drop your ego to like have someone else come in and be like, hey, this is like what we got to do. Right. And I think the most important thing, and this is what I find a lot about a lot of other business coaches, I'm sure you can relate like as a business coach too, is like you always want to be accommodating. And I don't think there's ever like one size fits all for people. And I think like a lot of the times, um, you know, there's amazing coaches out there, but it's all of like, you have to implement this like this way. And like, that's it said and done, you know? And I think the biggest thing too, for you is like, even being able to hone in to get more of like the one-to-one -one delivery was like, I think just a really big touch for you, which, you know, really helped you with just one, it's like better client results, but two, just like the organization side of things, you know? Um, so for you, Tam, what do you feel like, you know, when I was kind of telling you like, Hey, look, like we need to start outsourcing, we have to start scaling, like what do you think kind of came across for you at first? Do you feel like that was like super scary? Like what was coming up for you? So I remember the first hire I made was my VA. Um, so she was going to be DM outreaching for me. And at this time, I, my income still hadn't increased by a ton. So I was a little hesitant, but honestly, like I really didn't like DM outreach so much that I was just like, oh, she's going to do it for me fuck yeah, I won't, it doesn't matter. Like I'll pay for it. And so it was really helpful too, because she initially, we started off small. Like she was only doing two hours for me. She was just starting conversations. And then, um, after that we upgraded to more than that. So she was booking calls for me and all, and that helped so much. Like it freed up so much of my time. Like I became just mentally like I had so much more mental clarity because I had time to focus on things that I kept pushing off, but are still like equally, or if not more important than, you know, DM outreaching and lead gen. So it, that first hire was not as hard as the assistant coach hire. <laughs> right. Right. Like giving the baby away to someone else too. And I remember like, I know we just brought this up before this call, but I remember you had some like imposter syndrome creep up. And I think that this was before we like went ahead and looked into hiring your first, I think it was going to say your VA would be when we, when we had this conversation and you came to me, you're like, you know, maybe I should just like be an AC. Maybe I should just like do assistant coaching. And there's absolutely wrong, nothing wrong with being an assistant coach, but I was like, girl, you are meant for so much more than that. You know, um, what do you think came up for you in that moment? Do you feel like you were just one of those things where your ego was like keeping you safe? Like it was one of those things where it's like, okay, this is hard. Like, I don't know how I'm going to execute this. Like what really came up for you in that moment? Um, it's, it's, I'm so far removed from that moment that it's hard to actually think about, but right. I think what was coming up mainly was just like fear and yeah, the imposter syndrome thing. Like I was just, you know, there's a lot of people in your mastermind group that are extremely like high level coaches. And I love that because it put me in a position that right. I started to compare myself to them and less comparison to like the smaller fish in the pond, right? The people, the accounts that are still growing, you know? Um, and so when I started to compare myself to those people who are succeeding so much, I was just like, 
there's no way that can be me. Like I'm not, I only have X amount of followers. Like this, I, I can't provide lead gen for an entire other person. All this stuff was coming up. And um, I think like just you, like you were the one that pushed me out of it. Like I was legit so close. Like, I think I was in tears one day and I was like, Kendall, I can't, like, I can't do it. Um, but you were like, no girl, like you can, like you're, you've been doing this for you for like, over a year you gotta keep going <laughs> so right. I will. I think it's it's so funny how like imposter syndrome can creep in when you have to make like big decisions like that because like big scary decisions it's like okay I can keep myself safe or like I can trust myself to keep pushing forward and sometimes just having like that extra nudge helps a lot but I mean it's hard leading a team like it's a scary thought one outsourcing like your business is your baby you know but I think it's kind of cool too when you have the blueprint on how to do that and like we give the systems to be like okay this is like how you implement it, you know, and putting your own spin on it is so cool, which you've obviously done such a great job of like building up company culture and like being able to outsource. Um, how do you feel like for you, like getting through that and being able to trust yourself and others? Cause I know it's also a big thing on trusting other people. How has that really supported your business and helped you just like outside of your business as well? I think it's honestly helped me establish my business as a business. Like it's not just me with a business it's like my business is an entity and it has a culture and there's a leadership team there's a structure to it now um and it helps me it really just helps me level up my mindset like I'm not it's not like a thing that I'm doing for now like it's a permanent thing it's a business it's established and people rely on me now um more than just I relied on myself and um I think once you I think it a pivotal moment also when after I hired um, my first two employees was when we were on our strategy session and you were like you're you said something about being a leader and then that like struck a chord in me because I've always been a leader like I've ever since in high school like I was president of my youth group chapter like I was in student government all the time like always putting myself in in these leadership roles that I found um enhanced my own life experience. Like I love being in that leadership position. So I think once you put, once you put that word in my brain and you were like, you're a leader. And I was like, holy fuck, you're right. I'm a leader. Like that's who I am. Like, so that's, that really helped me embody that and start to be comfortable with delegating things. Like I just related to what I've been doing my whole life. Like as a manager in my previous full-time job, as a student government president, like whatever I had, I had no problem delegating and being that authority figure for people. And so when you finally just said that one word, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Okay. We, we got this. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's so cool too, because when you think about it, like bringing in and outsourcing, like when you are burnt out, you know, it's so nice to like have other people take on like different zones of geniuses in your business, because it's so easy to like get distracted with like, okay, crap. Now I have an admin task. Now I have a sales call. Wait, there's a client check-in. Like it's so nice when you get to kind of choose like what your zone of genius ends up being. Um, and of course too, like you said, I mean, being a leader is cool. I mean, you always get to like build a family pretty much is what you're doing, which I think is like the best part about building a business. And also just, I mean, I know a lot of coaches when they first get started, they're kind of winging it and then they come in and it's like, oh, wow, now I actually am like established. And I have this like game plan, you know, and like more clarity on like the path that you kind of want to take, which I think is like, honestly, one of the most important parts in, in your business. And for you, do you feel like your kind of like vision has become more clear as you bring on more team members? 
Yeah, definitely. I think that especially after I decided that I wanted to do business coaching as well, like my vision for my fitness business has expanded so much because I'm like almost detaching myself from it, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm taking like, <laughs> I don't want to, I almost said like, I feel like I'm God, <laughs> like I'm God and like this. <laughs> Yes, let's go. <laughs> but like, it feels kind of like that. Like I'm looking at it from an above point of view and like looking down at it and seeing the pieces and just kind of looking at how I want it to become. Um, so it really did help me solidify my vision. Um, and it just like helped me see like what I needed to do and the next steps that I needed to take in order to make the vision come true. And that's just like rinsing and repeating you know yeah and I think that's so cool you mentioned that because I think it's almost like you take on that it's like your duty to do this thing like you know like saying like I am like God in my business like you are the above all like above being and it's so cool that you said that because I think that also gives credibility to you right like so many coaches are really nervous when they first get started in the space or they're like oh okay who am I to be coaching if I have like 2,000 followers or something like that when in reality it's like if you give yourself that credibility by just having the confidence like that is like, I think what really helps coaches build and scale. And I think that's the cool part about YouTube, which I definitely want to highlight is like the content that you put out. You can just tell you're like, I give it two fucks when anyone thinks here, this content is going to help people. It's controversial. It's funny. Like I freaking absolutely adore your content, which I know is a big part of like why you wanted to also hop into the world of, you know, getting into business coaching as well, which we'll for sure dive into. But for you, Tam, I'm like, you know, with your content and like thinking outside of the box and working in the niche that you do, how do you feel like your like level of content and how much you contribute to your content has supported you and your growth, like with your business and just like as an individual? Oh my God. I think it's led to a, a big majority of my growth. Like if I had to put a number on it, I'd say probably like 60% of it because like what I say to my business clients too, is like your content is your, the first impression that people are getting on you. And like the, the more controversial your content is, um, you know, the more opinionated you show that you are. And if you're not opinionated, you're going to just get lost in the sauce. Like there's a lot of fitness coaches out there and, I'm not saying like be opinionated, be rude, be whatever, like be yourself and be opinionated. Like everyone has their own opinions and their own philosophies and their own approaches to things. And you should be able to express that in your content. And I feel like that is the first impression that people are going to get on you. So you better make it a good one, you know? Right. And I think it's so important too, is like learning how to dig into those pain points to be able to translate that because there's just so many coaches nowadays. And it's just like, so repetitive with like the same thing over and over and over again, you know? And I know that that's a big part of like why you also are kind of making that transition into a business coach, which I think is so phenomenal. I'm just like so excited to see you thrive in that zone of genius. And I think it's so cool too. It's like almost the same thing with like having, you know, your first fitness journey and then having a business coach. It's like, okay, now I see a bigger calling for myself and a bigger purpose, which I think is incredible. So what really led you to, to want to jump into the world of business coaching? Honestly, it kind of happened the same way that fitness coaching happened. Like a friend of mine saw that I was succeeding in my business and she was like, Hey, like, what are you doing? Like, how is this happening? I want to be a fitness coach too. Um, and so I was just like, kind of like, okay, why don't we just hop on a call and like, I'll kind of tell you about it. And, and on that call, I was just like honest with her. Like, I was like, I am not a business coach, but I can definitely show you the ropes. We can just have meetings and like I'll tell you how to what the next steps you need to do in your business um are and I would just 
you know, kind of help you out through there and play by ear. And she was just like, all right, YOLO. Like she had spoken to a lot of business coaches in the past and she really just couldn't afford them. And so I was just like, since I'm not an official business coach, like I'm still getting my foot in the door. I kind of do want to see like, if this is something I want to pursue. So I'll just charge you something like super cheap. And she was just like, all right, let's do it. So that's kind of how it got started. And now, um, I made a commitment to myself to like create that fitness business page on Instagram. So running still kind of trying to find my niche and groove with the content creation there, but, um, that's kind of how it got started. And I'm, I really love it. Like the, the part of coaching that I love is being able to help the former version of me, I would say. Like right. my ideal client for fitness is the former version of me. You know, my ideal client for business is the former version of me. So right. like, it's, it's really fulfilling to be able to help someone with struggles that I can relate to. And that's, that's what makes it so um, fulfilling. I think I just said that, but... <laughs> I think the cool thing too, is it's like, it was almost like you're calling like by someone reaching out to you. And like, that's where I was at too. It was like, so many people were like, Oh, how are you like making money online? And I was like, I don't know. I just like kind of had these girls reach out to me and then started figuring out systems here and there. You like just become like what we always talk about with leadership is just becoming a solutionist. And like, you know, people, if people are asking you for something, it's like, give the people what they want, you know? Um, I think that's what really comes in too, which is why, like, I love your content so much is because I feel like if you look at emotional intelligence as a whole, it's like, you can tell that you dig deeper into like the why behind things. And that also is just a massive part of like doing what you're actually called to do, you know, and like taking that responsibility upon yourself. And just like any fitness coach, you, like you said, you know, building that credibility side of things where like you slowly want to progress into the space and like bring on your first few clients, you know, taking them at a lower rate. Like that's the best way to get into it. I think you also just kind of figure out like what your groove is, um, you know, which like we talked about, I mean, there's so many different business coaches out there. And I think the cool thing is, is like, you should have multiple throughout your lifetime. And it's because everyone has a different gift. You know, we have system coaches, we have coaches who focus more on like life coaching, but it translates to your business mindset, content, you know? Um, and I think that's something that's so important. So, you know, big thing for you, Tim, is like when you kind of came into joining the mastermind, I mean, what was it that you felt like you were looking for, or, you know, just giving people kind of like advice for, joining a program or looking for a business coach, like what would you say to look for? When you're looking for a business coach, I think it's first of all, really important to talk to multiple people. Um, But second of all, I think you need to find someone that's, that you are their niche. You know, like I mentioned earlier that I, I, my first business coach was a diet, like her niche was business coaching for dietitians. And I wasn't a dietitian. I only hired her. I'm still not. Um, I only hired her because a friend of mine who I saw was like succeeding in business too. I asked her and she was her coach. She's a dietitian. So I was just like, okay, like I know she's going to help me. Like I know I can be successful with her guidance because my friend has also done the same thing kind of thing. But again, like my mistake was that because like when, if you're, coaching in any atmosphere, business, fitness, whatever, you should have a niche because that means you can be a specialist in that area. And so she was a specialist in an area that wasn't mine. So it's like, there was a lot of stuff that she would teach that just, I couldn't relate to, or that wouldn't apply to me, you know? And so finding you who you're, you're a business coach for fitness coaches specifically, Um, I was like, okay, yes, like this is what I need. She is specifically coaching people like me who are trying to grow in the same area that I'm growing in. So 
Um, it was more about like finding someone to fit your specific needs. And, um, and yeah, I think just like your credibility too, knowing like you've been doing this for a long ass time and like you've helped a lot of women, a lot of people, men too. And just like, um, yeah, I mean, I saw that you're successful and you helped other people be successful. So I was just like, all right, let's, let's fucking go. And then also you're just genuine AF. So I was like, okay. Love you, dude. I think, I think like a big thing is like, even when I was looking for past mentors and currently even still to this day is also looking at like, you know, the humanity of people, I think is just so important. Like there's so many rinse and repeat programs too, where it's just like, oh, this is like automated. Everyone does the same thing. Like there's not a one-to-one aspect to it, you know, and trying to focus on building up a family, I think is like the most important part within any program. Cause you think about, you think it breaks down, like you think about what your fitness coaching clients would want. And you also translate that over to like business coaching, you know, like building up the family, building up the culture, I think is just like so important. Um, and I just appreciate you so much, you know, like being able to grow. I think also too, it comes down to that abundant mindset. Like you said in the beginning is like, it's easy to compare yourself to high level coaches. So it can feel intimidating joining something like a mastermind. You know, there are some people in there who are like super high income earners or have been doing the thing longer than you have, or even less time, you know, and sometimes people just like explode quicker. They might have bigger followings. Like they launch something that just randomly takes off because of a reel, you know, there's like so many things that come up. And I think the biggest thing too, is like, shifting more to a place of curiosity than comparison and being able to be like, okay, like these people are killing it. Like, how do I get to that level? You know, and like using that energy is so important. And I agree too, with finding a business coach is like, talk to people, talk to previous clients, talk to current clients, you know? And I think the biggest thing is it comes down to like, do you trust yourself to do the work? Do you also trust somebody else? You know, like that person who you're looking into. And I think you just have to be at the right time and place for you, for yourself, you know? And I think that's what it really comes down to as well. So um, Tamara, for you, if you have like a big piece of advice for people who are either like looking for a business coach or have been hesitant to like get started with a mentor um, or just start their journey, like what would your biggest piece of advice be for them? My biggest piece of advice is to kind of focus on the longevity of it. You know, like I feel like anyone can hire a coach and I've actually in my own research for like marketing for my business, 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 coaching business. um, (laughs) I've been like chatting with people who have, you know, talked, had previous coaches in the past and their coaches, you know, didn't have that one-on-one aspect either. And they all, and, or their program didn't set them up for longevity. You know, like if you're going to be an online fitness coach, you want to be that forever. Like you don't want it to be, a short-term thing, you know, at least I do, you know, so if anyone's looking to be successful in the fitness coaching industry is just like focus on building the systems, the automations, creating your company culture, creating the employees and the team that you need to have to make sure that your business is going to stick around for the long haul. Um, And there's so much that goes into that, but I think focusing on the longevity of it is a really good place to start. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much for just your kind words and just everything and freaking leveling up, doing the damn thing, dude. You're like literally the most ideal of clients when you just implement like everything a coach gives you. It's just freaking incredible. So I appreciate you. Well, tell the people where they can find you, hype yourself up, tell them your business coaching page, tell them your Instagram. Yes. So my fitness Instagram and like my main one is fit.coach.tam and my business coaching Instagram is fitbiz with a Z coach Tam. So fit coach Tam and fit bitch. Oh my God. Fit bitch. Coach Tam. Also. Yes. <laughs> also, fit bitch. 
I'll, uh, I'll drop those in the show notes for you guys below so that you guys can uh, check out Sam's page. But thank you so much for coming on today. Dude. I love and appreciate you. And this I was so fun. Yee, cool. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.